you got to be involved. You have to be involved yourself to understand what a person or what the group is dealing with in order to make something happen. And it's the same in ministry. It's the same in ministry that other pastors, other ministers and others, instead of when you when you go by church and you see that there's a need, don't talk about them. You ought to introduce yourself and, and be a help to that, uh, if possible, if they allow you to be a help, to be a source, you know, because we say we are, and I have air quotes up, the body of Christ. Well, if we are of the body of Christ, you know, my body reaches over and scratches my arm when it itches. There's a there's a difference, you know, in what goes on. My foot is aching, then my hand does massage my foot, you know, and, and I'm, I'm sure you can come up with some analogies too. But if we say that we are of the body of Christ, we are the body of Christ, then that means that we are actively working together. I didn't say actively working with your organization. I didn't say that or the 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 uh, the faith movement that you think you in. Well, we're going to go on into the word of God this morning. I solicit your prayers, you know, but before we go into the word of God, let's worship a little bit. Uh, this particular song is by Shekinah Glory, and it speaks volumes of what uh, what each of our hearts should be calling out unto the Lord this morning. So if you if you will uh, stand with me and, and let's seek the Lord and then we're going to go into the word of God. Very simple song.
pray and I hope that every heart's desire is that, Lord, I need more of you. I need more of you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I need more of you. I don't have enough. I don't have enough this morning. I don't have enough. I didn't have enough yesterday. I'm here today. And if you allow me, if it's your will and there is a tomorrow, I'm going to need more of you. I'm still going to need more of you. I got to crucify this flesh every day. I got to kill it. I got to stump it out. And sometimes it seems like it is a difficult task. It's a difficult task. It don't mean that you're sinning. But the flesh will try to make you feel a certain way. It will try to bring you into its subjection. The Bible says that our flesh wars against our spirit. And so there is a war that is constantly taking place. The war of self-gratification instead of gratifying what God wants. The war that we have with one another, where someone else is placing a demand upon you to satisfy them. And so it, it, the list can go on and on. But if I have more of you, Lord, it makes it a lot easier. With more of you, it makes a difference. And so I'm going to direct your attention this morning to the book of Mark. The seventh chapter, the book of Mark, the seventh chapter. If you using your devices, then go to Bible Gateway or Blue Letter or whatever you're using. You know, I have my paper back in front of me. That is the seventh chapter of Mark. Seventh chapter Mark. You know, we allow and, and we encourage you to use devices. I'm not, I, I love technology, as you may already know, or, or if you don't know, you, you know now that um, as being in the technology uh, field, being, being a director of information technology and you know, and um, with that, I'm very much into the technology. I don't play with it all day long. I'm not uh, in front of social media or nothing like that. That's that's a whole different ball game. But when you're in service, don't be in social media. When you're in the house of God, there's no need for you to be on your phone except to be part of the service, unless. You're using your phone as part of the service with the permission of uh, the, the ministers. And I, I, I love doing that. I love when God is about to send a word, you can text it out to somebody and give them that word that God has sent. I love that. I love that. 
And, and so there was a prophetic word that was given this morning. That's not something to, to let go. That's just you need to go out and tell somebody that, look, there's a stirring that's about to occur. And you don't want to wake up later and say, what happened? Listen, seven chapters, just giving you a moment there to get there. The seventh chapter, Mark said, then came together, then came together unto him, the Pharisees and certain of the scribes, which came from Jerusalem. When they saw some of his disciples, when they saw some of his disciples eating bread uh, with defiled, that is to say with unwashed hands, they found fault with that. I think they would have found fault, please. I think they would have found fault with all of us that have grown up playing in the backyard. All of us that would have, they would have found fault watching a game. All they would have found fault with us because we've all at one time or another um, have eaten with unwashed hands. So that's nasty. No, it's not. Uh, and we didn't always have what Perel, Purell to, to squeeze out of our hands while we were traveling on the highway. Uh, I know you guys didn't. <laughs> no, <laughs> you know, and we didn't always have, and the reason we had baby wipes is because we had babies. <laughs> Other than that, we didn't always have that. I played in the backyard because we were not allowed to, to roam through the house because aunties and uncles was talking. Children did not sit under their parents and if you had, if you had a spoiled one and they just had to be a knee baby, meaning that they were all up under you. And while you were sitting there talking to aunties and uncles, after a while that didn't occur because aunties and uncles would be uh, on that, that sister or that brother. Uh, why is that child in here with us among the adults? And eventually that child would find themselves outside being pulled on and, and played with and until they fit, until they got comfortable playing with other other siblings. Well, when it came down to lunch, they would would smear all the peanut butter off the bread. They made us peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and passed out the door. And the reason I say they smeared it all off because they were stretching it. And so when you got a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, that peanut butter and jelly sandwich didn't almost look like it didn't have peanut butter and jelly on it because they had scraped so much of it off of it to spread it around. But you ate it. You ate it with gladness. <laughs> and they wasn't giving you little fruit juices. We had the water hose. And so we drank water from the water hose. We shot each other up with the water hose. We ran around. By the end of the day, we was worn out, tired, and dirty. We had ate with dirty hands. We would raid the trees and eat the fruit off the trees and until we was full and, and you know, and, and we washed it off with the water hose and, and, and went on our business, running up and down the street playing. So they would have found fault with us because we ate with dirty hands. The third verse says, for the Pharisees and all the Jews, Jews is not a nation of people. Israel is a nation of people. 
when they refer to Jews, they're talking about the Jewish uh, Judaism, the practice of a religion, all the Jews and Pharisees, except they wash their hands with, except they wash their hands often, they didn't eat. If they couldn't wash their hands, they, they didn't eat. So some of them might have been a little hungry until they got to some water. They might even have been a little hangry. And many other things, many other things, many other things there be. There's some other stuff that the Pharisees and the Jews would not do, except it met certain credit, certain situations. Because the Bible said they were holding on to the tradition of the elders, those that had been before them, those that had told them this is how it is supposed to go. And when they were come from the market, and they went shopping, except they wash, they eat not, and many other things there be, which they have received to hold as the washing of cups and pots, brazen vessels and tables. Then the Pharisees and scribes asked him, why walk not thy disciples according to the tradition of the elders? Why? Tradition of the elders. We are, but they're not. And he answered and said unto them, well have Elijah prophesied of you hypocrites. A hypocrite is someone that pretends to be something that they're not. They, they're like uh, with a TLC said they rolling around and their best friend ride, you know, and they, they pretending that they, they have cell phones that, that really was not theirs. And, you know, they got car alarms on their belt um, that, 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 perpetrating that they got pagers on. Maybe it wasn't TLC. <laughs> and so, you know, you have those that that are that did that. And and so the Bible speaks about it uh, that they they were hypocrites. As it is written, the people honoreth me with their lips. They honor me with their lips. But their heart is far from me. How be it in vain do they worship me? This is a problem here. This is a problem. And I'm, I'm way ahead of myself, but that's a problem. They, what they do is in vain. Holy Ghost. Thank you, Jesus. What they are doing has no meaning to it. Sometimes we can, we can come to church we showed up to service, but what we do has no meaning to it. You went through the motion. People are going through the motion all across the country this morning, even in this very hour. Some are gathering to go and all they're going to do is go through the motion. That, that's all they're going to do. 
Uh, the drummer is going to play the drums and he's going to go through the motion. The organist is going to play the organ. He's going to go through the motion. Uh, the, the singers are going to sing. They're going to go through the motion. The preacher is going to get up and he's going to preach and, and he's got it down to a science. Just going through the motion. Teaching for doctrines of commandments of men. For laying aside the commandment of God. Ye hold the tradition of men as the washing of pots and cups and many other such things do ye. And he said unto them, full well ye reject the commandment of God that ye may keep your own tradition. This morning, I just want to leave this thought. Traditions won't save you but the truth will. The truth might hurt a little bit. And it does sometimes. If you've ever been told the truth and when you and you accepted that reality, you said, ouch. The truth may hurt. Can't ignore it. It was true. Truth can hurt. It may not be, it's not meant to hurt. But if you ever knock your shoulder out of joint or you've been around someone that shoulder was out of joint it had to be put back in joint and it hurt it. if someone broke a limb we have all type of anesthesia today but it had to be put back in place and even held together with screws it hurt it to make that happen and so the truth may hurt sometimes but it's good for you huh The truth is good for all of us. Tradition may feel good. You have a good reputation among the traditionalists. There is a commercial and a true propaganda uh, promoted amongst uh, at sporting events. And you may have seen it, you may have noticed it, or you may have heard it in some form by passing. And, uh, you know, and so it says he gets us. Yeah, this is. Uh, intended to be an evangelistic campaign. It said he gets us and he does. He gets us. And I, I don't think there's no doubt about that in anybody's mind, except where the traditionalists have messed it up. He gets us. But there is a larger question that comes up. Do you get him? Do you get him? Yes, he gets us, but do you get him? The Bible tells us in John, the first chapter, it says, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. What was in the beginning with God? The word. All things were made by him. What? What? How was all things made? By the word. And without him was not anything made that was made. Everything that was made was spoken. It was by the word. In him was life. Where is life at? In the word. And that life is the light of men. Where do you find light at? In the word. And the light shineth in darkness. Uh-oh. The light shineth in darkness. The light illuminates. What makes the light great? <laughs> darkness. 
Darkness is what makes the light great. If you remove the, the light, you have darkness. But when the light comes, darkness has to move. The light shineth in darkness. And the darkness did not understand it. That's why I asked the question, do you get him? Uh, Pastor, I'm not in the darkness. No, no, I didn't say you were. But do you get him? Do you get him? The Bible tells us that when we come to the light, we're supposed to walk in. The light shined in darkness. And the darkness didn't get it. The Bible even goes on to say that men love darkness more than light because their deeds, because of their deeds. And so they refuse to walk in the light. I'm, I'm asking you this morning to walk in the light. Walking in the light is going to expose and it will cause you to question tradition. Because you're looking for the truth. You're looking for the truth. They didn't get it. They didn't get Jesus. They didn't get his mission. They didn't get it then. And some don't get Jesus today or his mission. In the building, outside the building, around the corner, down the street, in the alley, on the highway, on the byways, are you getting Jesus. Some are getting a form of godliness. Woo, we went to church, woo, 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 and we got our praise on, and we got our dance on, we got our shout on, we tore the carpet up, we rippled it today. The preacher preached, felt that he rocked Daniel. And we go home, we went, we went to church and we went in. We went in. Whew. We had a, what a time we went in, we had a time. Some are having a form of godliness. Others have a form and, and what they don't understand is merely what they have is worn out sneakers. Mm -hmm. you, you ever had a pair of worn out sneakers? Some hand-me-down clothing. The buttons are, there's the, some buttons are missing on the hand-me-downs. There's a hole in the sneaker of the shoe. The jeans might be a little ripped, but you know, that, that today that's a, that, that's a, you got some ripped jeans, you, you, you didn't pay the price for them. That costs, you know, that has a lot of value to it today, whereas then it was just ripped jeans. So ripped that you can't even add another patch to them because it won't work. The Apostle Paul points this out. I'm hammering this morning because somebody's going to hear it and they're going to get it. The Apostle Paul was pointing this out to a young minister that he was mentoring in the gospel. And uh, the conversation, now the mentoring in the gospel, this is a conversation for another time, but, but you need to be mentored in the gospel. 
those of you that say, well, I've been called into ministry, you need to be mentored. Those of you that say, well, I'm an evangelist, you need to be mentored. Those that, and when I say mentored, I'm not talking about you just sitting in a service, hearing the preacher, hearing the pastor. I'm talking about outside of the service, you need to be mentored. And when we read in the Bible, it talks about the school of the prophets. That was a mentoring program for ministry. Listen here. Tradition. You need to understand how to distinguish the difference in tradition and truth. You have to distinguish the difference. There is a difference in tradition. How you may have been raised and the truth. The Apostle Paul tells his prodigy, his prodigy, he said, this know also that in the last days perilous times shall come for men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unholy. You need to underline that unholy, unholy. And I emphasize that because people think there are a number of places that feel uh, that I am going to be saved regardless of what you say. I'm going into the kingdom of God. I don't care what the Bible says. And they live an unholy life. And they are li very liberal in sexuality. They're very liberal in their speech. They're very liberal in their thoughts and actions. Uh, they, uh, I don't even want to say they break all the rules, but they break a lot of rules. Rules that are moral, rules that are spiritual, rules that are, I think I've covered it all. Listen, unholy, unholy. When the Bible tells us to be holy and they never stop telling us to be holy, all of us, everybody, every preacher, every teacher, every everybody, it says that without natural affections, truth breakers, false accusers, incontent, fears, despisers of those that do good. Somebody do good, you hate them. They just such a goody two-shoe. You think you're perfect. Well, I'm here to tell you that you're not perfect. I've had someone, I've heard someone say that. No one thought they, that's you in your mind, thinking that, that they think they're perfect. Traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasure, more. And can everybody just say more? More. More than lovers of God. That's the kind of world that we live in. People love pleasure more than they love God. Therefore, they have the fifth verse is having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof from such turn away. He warns his uh, 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 Timothy to turn away. He wanted him to know and understand that tradition is a breeding ground for a number or numerous pestilence. 
These pestilence reside in hosts that are willing to have a form of godliness and at the same time deny the power of God. The Pharisees displayed such pestilence existing in their lives. The scribes displayed these, uh, these pestilence and those practicing Judaism. They also display the same uh, pestilence within their lives. Tradition without the standards of holiness is just a form of godliness. It's merely a religion without any substance. The Bible gives three woes in this area in the book of Matthews. It tells us, it says, woe, this is the 25th verse, it says, woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites. You make men or you make clean the outside of the cup. You, you have a form. You look good on the outside. You look like you are religious. You look like you're saved. And so you have a form. You made the outside of the platter clean, but within you're full of extortion and excess. You full of junk. The 27th verse says, woe unto you scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for ye are like unto a whited sepulcher, which indeed appear beautiful outwardly. You look good on the outside. Man, you look like you holding it together. You got your hair cut. You got it all trimmed up. You say, I go to I go to uh, Reverend Alf's church and, you know, and, and, and what's the name of the church? It's, it's Alf's church on the top of the hill. And that's where I go, you know. And so you looking very clean and, and prestigious. You know, where do you go, man? Well, I go to I go to I go to I go to the I go to the church Jeech. You know, we just down the street and. And, you know, and 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 the cheats be preaching of a storm. And man, you ought to come by. And so everything that everybody they got the ropes, everything looks good. Everything is all in order. The outward appearance. But he said, within they're full of dead man bones, full of uncleanliness. And that's what God is. God is calling us into a into cleanliness. Our spirit man needs to be cleansed. And it is a constant cleansing that occurs. Which one of us don't wash our clothes on a regular basis? The cleansing. And so why is it we won't or don't wash our souls? This is why it's so important that when we come and when we cry out to the Lord, we don't cry out. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father God. No, you, you need a cleansing and sometimes it requires a scrubbing. Your, your wash machine has an agitator. If you're using a washing machine, it has an agitator. If you're not using a washing machine and you wash them by hands and you see, you see a spot, you're going to scrub it. Uh, you're going to use some, uh, uh, here's, a, here's a little secret. You can use some Don, if uh, you have Don, or the generic brand Don. I like using the generic brand Don um, 
uh, uh, that you can find in Walmart stores. It is very, it's just as effective, but it cleanses the clothes. It cleanses a spot. It cleanses uh, with vinegar and a mixture. It cleanses the film off the shower door. If you have hard, hard water deposit like me, listen, it cleanses that. <laughs> it cleanses it. It cleanses the counter cabinet. It cleanses what needs our soul needs a cleansing. This is why it's important that that we cry out to God. And this is why it's important when you feel a resentment. Holy Ghost, I feel like running right now. When you feel a resentment, someone is saying, call out to God. Come on, open your mouth up. They're, 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 they're being a, a praise leader. So you, you didn't know that was a praise leader in that moment when, when, the, when the minister or someone, whoever's leading the prayer and said, come on, open your mouth up, open your heart up and, and cry out to the Lord. That's a praise leader. Y'all thought it just, uh, y'all, uh huh. Some think it's the praise leader is just the one that gets up and, and holds a five note. Oh, to the Lord. No. The praise leader leads the praise. Let everything that have breath praise the Lord. Well, when you feel that resentment of being told to open up, come on, pour it all out to God. That means that there is a cleansing that needs to take place. That means that the flesh is fighting against what God wants to do. Daniel said that he had prayed to the Lord and Daniel kept praying to the Lord and Daniel did not receive an answer from the Lord, but he kept praying unto the God of his salvation. And when the answer came, the angelic being that visited him said that I was on my way to deliver an answer to your prayer. And on my way, there was resistance. The king of Persia stopped me and would not release me. And the Lord sent a strong angel, I'm paraphrasing all of this, to cause him to let me go so that I could get to you. That's why sometimes when you, you're being told to come on, come on, come on, press, press, push, push, fight it, fight it. It's because there is a resistance that is, is trying to occur, even with the preacher. The preacher gets up to preach the word. And I, I said, I'm, I'm going to touch on this. And, and we have our leadership conference coming up in, in, in a couple of weeks in October 5th, 6th and, and, and the 8th about how vulnerable the preacher becomes after they've delivered the message. You know, the, the preacher's walking in the power of God. Listen, Moses, as the Bible said, as long as Moses' arms were up, now Moses was standing there under his own strength at that moment. He's standing there, his arms is up, 
Israel's out fighting the battle. And as long as Moses' arms was up, Israel was whooping tail. Pastor, why did you say tail? Listen. As long as his arms was up, they had the victory. But Moses' arms began to get tired. The battle was pursuing. His arms was getting tired. And the Bible said that, that his arms began to come down. And somebody noticed. Somebody noticed. They was paying attention that when I look at the leader, his arms was up, but I noticed that his arms was getting a little tired. And every time his arms begin to physically, he was physically getting tired. And every time his arms started to come down, we started losing. We started losing. And so because they noticed it, two of the men went up and one stood on the right side and the other on the left side. And they supported his arms until the victory was done. Bless your Lord. It's the ministers need support because, they, because as they physically become tired and they will get tired, the enemy will try to take the advantage. And so it's so important that we hold the, the ministers up in prayer. This is why I, I, no matter where I go, pray for your pastors, pray for them. Lord, remember the pastors. Remember specifically your pastor. Well, the Bible tell us we need to be cleansed. We've been talking about that. Woe unto the uh, verse 29. It says, woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, because ye build the tombs of the prophets and garnish the sepulchres of the righteous and say, if we had been in if, if we had been in the days of our fathers. We would have partaken with them in the in the blood of the prophets. We would not have partaken with them. We wouldn't have killed the prophets. Listen to what they're saying. We wouldn't have did that. But that's not what Jesus is saying. He said, wherefore, ye be witnesses unto yourselves that ye are children of them that killed the prophet. You've held on to tradition. You've changed things. As it was done and is doing, being done today, tradition has smothered out truth or is trying to smother it out. You, you'll never get rid of truth. I, I love what. Well, what, what someone said, they said that truth is like an air bubble. You can suppress it and, and, and put it in water and try to keep it. It's going to come back up. The truth is always going to be here. The truth is going to be here. But tradition in some areas has smothered out deliverance. It has smothered out true intentions. It has smothered out the resolve of people in this present moment, tradition. It was tradition that incarcerated Peter and John. What do you mean tradition? The Jews, the Pharisees, the scribes, the, the different religious sect, the high priests and them, they got together. They did not want them preaching in Jesus' name. And the significance in Jesus' name 
it, John, I believe it's um, Matthews. Matthews, the first chapter, about the 21st verse. And I, I could be wrong. I could be wrong. But uh, you, you, you'll understand what I'm about to say is that the Bible tells us that she would have a child. Who was going to have a child? Mary was going to have a child. And in having this child, that he would save the people from their sin. And the name that would be used for salvation, even in that moment, was the name of Jesus. They had a problem with that. They had a problem. And so they incarcerated them. They incarcerated them. And the angel of the Lord was on assignment. His assignment was to go and release them. And when he released them, they were told to go to the synagogue. Now, people like to play with the word church, temple, all of that, the synagogue. I'm going to put it this way. Go to where they're meeting at. Go to where they're meeting at. There, that, that, that covers it all. It covers it all. Go to the meeting place of where they are. And tell them, teach them about this life. It didn't say teach them about tradition. Teach them about this life. See, there, there's more to this life about living saved that we are, thank you, Lord, we're tapping into. I'm not saying, I'm not saying we're going to tap into it. COG, we're tapping into it. Because God has opened that up for us. There's an understanding about this life that uh, that, that God is, is opening up. He said, teach them about this life. See, that makes a difference when you go to church and, and you want and, and the church goes in because you know that when you go in, that you are in because it's about this life. Not a form of godliness. You know that when you go in, it's not based upon a tradition of this is what we do. But you understand I'm going in because I understand this life. I understand what it's about. And because I understand there is an exceptional amount of joy that I feel. Listen, I'm just about done. Just about done. They were incarcerated and told to tell the people about this life. Tradition has many bound today. You need to be set free. Uh, the, the, the singer talks about uh, break every chain, break every chain, break every chain, break. What's wrong? Thank you, Tashka. Break, <laughs> break every chain. The chain of tradition needs to be broken. I didn't say I didn't say the foundation of what of holiness. I didn't say the foundation of what God has built. I said tradition, tradition. They saw these things. They saw those following Jesus eating with dirty hands and they didn't. They're not like us. Well, I'm sorry. They're not going to be like us. And I'm not apologizing when I say I'm sorry. I'm just sorry that you stuck in that and you need to be delivered. They're not going to be like you. People not going to be like you and God's going to deliver and save them. Who would have thought 
Poor man Lazarus, sick and disabled. People walk by him, looking at him. Oh, that's a shame that he, he um, why, don't, why don't you get a job? Or whatever other thing that might be said. You don't know how he got sick. He might have been working, might have had everything going on. And all of a sudden, sickness overtook him. The Bible don't give us a, a detailed history of Lazarus and how he got into that situation. But he was there. And he was saved. Everybody's not going to fit the form that you think they're going to fit in to be saved. It didn't say when he was baptized. It didn't say when he received the Lord or anything of that nature. But he was saved. They're not like us. I don't look for nobody to be like me. Just come to Christ as you are, as the Bible said. Come as you are. And be willing to conform to what God is calling you to be. Don't don't conform. We fall. This is what messes us up. You trying to conform yourself to be like me? Stop right there. You're supposed to conform yourself to be as God called you to be. I'm just a mentor. I'm an instructor to help you get there. I'm an under shepherd. They're not like us. They 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 have dirty hands. Well, they may have a dirty mouth too. Leave them alone. Leave them alone. All of a sudden, uh, we, we are critic of those that. When we had a dirty mouth. Dirty mouth may not include a cuss word. It may include some other stuff, but it was still dirty. I don't care how much fun you had with it. It was dirty. So listen. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to speed through this. They asked why those following Jesus were not following the tradition of the elders. We are not following the tradition. No. No, we're not following the tradition. Listen. In their minds, if you are not following tradition of, of theirs, then you are not delivered. And Jesus responded. With these words, the people honor me with their lips and their heart is far from me. Their heart is the one component. Listen, the heart, the heart, the heart. The heart is the one component that everyone is after. Think about it. The heart is after the component that everyone is after. Dr. Corey? After the heart, huh? Yeah. To the heart. You trying to win the heart over. Even if it's but for a minute, you trying to win that heart over to get what you want. Everyone is after the heart. The heart is the one com component that everyone is after. The devil is after the heart. You're after the heart. The Lord deserves the heart. It is the element that makes the relationship. And without it, all you have is a shadow. All you have is a form. All you have is talk. All you have is little with no action because the heart is not there. You could be right next to a person. How many relationships have there been and someone's heart is gone out? The heart is not there. 
on the job. The heart is not there. Now, when the heart is not there, they call it a soft quit. You, you're going through the motion. You're going, you're going to work. You get in there on time. You're going through the motion. But your heart is not there. That's what they call a soft quit. Because so, you're going through the motion. You get that check. But your heart is not there. So you're not really progressive in your, your work. You're not looking to move up or anything. I mean, you're looking to leave and get out of here. Even if it ain't, but at three o'clock, I'm looking to get out of here. Three o'clock. Listen, it doesn't matter where you was raised. Now I'm going, I'm going, I'm going to close with this. I'm going to shut it down with this. I'm going to shut it down. See, I'm using even a different term that's not traditional. Listen, <laughs> it doesn't matter how you were raised. It don't matter how you were churched. It don't, or maybe not churched. At the end of the day, it is about the heart. It's about the heart. Having a form of godliness, following tradition. Well, I've been a Catholic all my life. That don't mean that you're saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost. I've been, I'm a Protestant. I'm a, I'm a Methodist. It, it don't mean that you're saved and saved. You follow the tradition. I'm Baptist bred, Baptist fed. I'm going to live a Baptist. I'm a diet that don't mean that you're going to be saved. You follow the tradition. Well, you know, my family was was raised at this church, Bishop Tutu's church. And, you know, and we've been part of Bishop Tutu's church all these years. It don't mean that you saved. You follow the tradition. I'm part of AOH, PAW, Kojic. I'm in another denomination. It don't mean that you're saved. You're following the tradition. If it is about tradition, you've missed the mark. And that's what Jesus wanted them to know. Tradition won't save you, but the truth will. The Bible said, know the truth and the truth will set you free. The truth will set you free. Bless you, Lord God. Certainly we thank God for his goodness. We thank God for his grace. As we come to a close, as we come to an end, mighty God, if you have a question, I'm going to open it up right now. If you have a question that you would like to ask regarding the word of God, feel free at this time to call in. We don't do this often. Usually it's done on Wednesdays in Bible class, but I'm going to open it up. I'm asking. Mighty God, bless you, Lord Jesus. Bless your Lord. If you have a testimony that you want to share, um, you have about four minutes. You have about four minutes. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Certainly, we thank God for those that have tuned in. And we do pay attention to what is, is going on. Now, if you have not been baptized in, in Jesus' name for the remission of sin, Maybe you've been told by tradition that, well, you know, baptism is in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Ghost. No, baptism is in Jesus' name. And the, and the Bible said that he opened their understanding and told them that repentance of sin, remission of sin should be preached in his name. And that's what they did. That's why on the day of Pentecost, when they were asked, uh, men and brethren, what must we do to be saved? Listen to the wording. What must we do to be saved? He said, repent, be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ 
for the remission of sin. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Some say that you don't need the Spirit of God. You don't need the Holy Ghost. That was for that day. I'm going to tell you like this because we don't have time. Don't leave earth without the Holy Ghost. Don't leave here without the Holy Ghost. And for those that have the Holy Ghost, don't leave without the Spirit of God leading you. Mighty God, bless you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Again, we thank each of you that have joined in to Inside the Pages presented by the Cornerstone of Grace. Again, if you're in the local area, we certainly want to open invitation up to you to come and to be part of the service. Um, let me remind you about this right now, that every Wednesday, we're coming to the end of the month, but on Wednesdays, the last, this Wednesday, we're going to be fasting from, from 12 midnight to 3 p.m. the next day. Join in with us and fast, and in your fasting, ask God for wisdom. Well, I need money if you get wisdom. Knowledge and understanding makes a difference in our lives. Wisdom, knowledge, and understanding makes the difference. Wisdom, knowledge, and understanding will help us with our finances, it'll help us with what little that we currently have. It will help us. Wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. Be open. Ask God for wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. It'll help the relationships. It's going to help you in all your areas that you need help in. Solomon was the wisest man. When Jesus came, a wiser was here. But in that moment, Solomon was wise, and Solomon was, was pretty progressive. Daniel was wise. He was pretty progressive. Let's be wise. Let's be as progressive as they were. God bless you. Continue to pray for us as we are praying for you. In Jesus' name, I'm going to give the benediction at this time. Let's stand. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you for your patience. Thank you for listening. Thank you for joining in. Share the gospel with someone else. Let them know. Repeat after me. Let the words of my mouth, Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart, and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. Be acceptable in thy sight. O Lord, o Lord my, strength my strength and my Redeemer. And my Redeemer in Jesus' name. Amen.